<laughs> Welcome and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night for our first ever The Pundits panel, the guys that put pun into pundit. Hopefully we can share some stories of cricket with you over the next 45 minutes to an hour. We won't keep you too long. Um, hopefully we can have a bit of a laugh uh, along the way uh, and some news on cricket across the country as well as locally. Um, we've obviously got a packed programme because, you know, there's been quite a little bit of decent cricket on lately. So we've got plenty to discuss, I think. But please do um, give us some comments, ask us questions, um, raise some topics. We'll be happy to discuss them. Um, of course. So um, please do put something in the comments box and we'll do our best to to answer them. Um, so without further ado, I'm, I'm obviously going to uh, introduce our first presenter and uh, he'll need no introduction because he's been with me on The Masked Cricketer for the last nine months or so. So it's welcome to the one and only K-Dog. Good evening. Hello. Hey, hello. Should be an Indian oh. I reckon. But um, <laughs> nah, I haven't got one. I haven't got oh. one. Hello, Woodsy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How, how exciting this is! We're, we, we've got double figures watching us on YouTube live. Which is... Amazing! Please hit subscribe, like, share, hit the notification button. You'll know when we go live. So uh, please do that if you can. Uh, and the other thing, I, I think um, you know. The program started pretty professionally with our, our graphics and music. Kieran, what do you think of the new music there? Very impressed with that. I was just expecting the old the the the, the, the previous one to come. You, you you never tell me what's coming. You never you always keep it a surprise for me. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure what you're dressed up as tonight, though. You look like, well, you look like you're dressed up as a cricketer. So you, well, that would be a, a bit of a you know uh, come down, wouldn't it? To be to be fair, uh, and and a bit of fantasy actually. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, but I think, Kieran, I think we need to uh, get our guest presenter on. Ooh, how exciting. Is it going to be Alistair Cook? It could be Cookie, couldn't it? You know, all yeah. the stars we've had, could it be Aggers? Or have we given the spoilers out earlier about who it's going to be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Will people guess? Um, this is exciting. There's a drum roll. Kieran, can we have a drum roll, please? It's welcome to the Oxfordshire and Banbury legend. Hey! Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. What an absolute joy to be on this show. I'm following in some serious footsteps, really. <laughs> well, we, we had these minnows on before you, uh, uh, Megas. We thought we had to get the, uh, the the mega mega star on. So, uh, so welcome and enjoy the next hour or so um, with us, um, guys. I, I'm going to start with. Um, some sad news tonight. Obviously, it's been all over social media um, that um, Oxford Downs, as I, oh, sorry, that way, Oxford Downs um, Secretary uh, Roger Berriman sadly passed away on Saturday, Sunday morning, if you like. Um, and it's a, it's a big um, shock to us all at the club. And our condolences um, are to Judith and his three daughters. Um, and, uh, you know, our love to you at this this sad time. Uh, I, I'll come in first with my recollections of, of Roger. Roger, I've known over 30-odd years through Oxfordshire Cricket, where he was the finance director for some time. Um, and he would walk around the boundary. He would be at a game for Oxfordshire, home and away. He would have his kit in the back of the car just in case anybody called a fetlock and he, he would he did actually play a, a minor counties game in that situation at Shrewsbury strangely enough so um he was he was always prepared and he was always prepared to help people in the club I mean people have been coming up to me and saying you know when I first joined he was one of the first people to come up and have a conversation with them so he was that sort of chap and and also from from me and I, I love this and and people might think I'm being a little bit sort of um, crass here, but Roger was, you know, he'd walk around the boundary and he'd, he'd tell you if you've had a bad game, you know, he, he would right up there and say, what a rubbish shot you've played today. Why did you do that? But 
I liked it. I, I kept my feet on the ground when I was playing for Oxfordshire, for sure. And and you need people like that saying it as it is. So, um, and and he did that at Downs as well. But his heart was in the right place. He wanted his team to do well. And I have to say, he will be sorely missed. Uh, he was such a gent. Um, Megas, I know you would have had about the same similar experiences with Roger. Well, what's what's your recollections? I've got loads like you, Daryl. I first came across him mid-late 80s when Borton Vale were allowed into the Charles League and I played against him then. And Rog was at the back end of his career then, but he was a good bowler, a slow bowler, as you said earlier, Daryl. Uh, but it's just a guy that gave a load back to cricket as well. As soon as he, he finished playing, he was involved in administrating his club, county, all sorts of different things. And then, of course, he 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 was on the uh, Chawa League um, umpires list. And if I can tell the the famous story of of the game he he umpired in, it was about three years ago. It was a match between Hawley and Banbury Thirds, of which I was skipper of the Banbury team. Dave Clark, who you both know, was a Hawley captain, and Hawley had scored two hundred and ninety, and we were eighty for nine, and they were rubbing our noses in it. But their two bowlers had bowled seventeen overs, and Clarkey completely took his mind off the ball and James Risbridger, who was our number 11 batsman, couldn't believe that their, one of their opening bowlers was going to bowl an 18th over. And Rizzy walked down to Ross Freeman, who was at the end, and said, look, Ross, if they bowl one more ball here, we win the game. So he did. And Rod, poor Rog was, was the guy who was the umpire. And he was absolutely mortified what had happened. And it, I think it prompted a rule change. And he came up to me and said, oh, Megas, I'm so, so sorry. I said, Rog, you just want help with us again, mate. What are you drinking? And he laughed at that. We, we chuckled about that all ever since that, that particular day. And he's just a guy that's given a load to cricket, and in particular, Oxfordshire cricket. It's a real sad loss. Kieran, I know you'd like to pay your respects because you wouldn't have known him quite as long, but there's still a considerable time. Yeah, I knew him um, predominantly through Oxfordshire cricket, to be honest. And, uh, you know, he was the man with the money, wasn't he? And uh, he was always the one that uh, that helped uh, helped Oxfordshire cricket um, get, uh, you know, get the funding in place for some legendary cricket tours for our junior players. He was a massive supporter of junior cricket, obviously a, a, a club coach at Oxford Downs and, and brought a lot of the youngsters through at Downs into the successful club they are now. I know the likes of James Elwood and, and George Sambach and others at Downs particularly, are, are eternally um, in Roger's debt and grateful to, to all the efforts that Roger put. I, I remember, I do have a memory actually um, of Roger and it was his competitive edge, even as a, a club coach and, and, and a player, um, way, way back in, the, it must have been early 2000s. I was, um, I was uh, at Minster Lovell, surprise, surprise, and uh, we had a semi-final against Oxford Downs and uh, Mince Lovell, clearly the, 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 the big underdogs for that game. And, uh, and Mince Lovell inexplicably managed to win the game. Um, and I, I do remember Roger. <laughs> Roger wasn't best pleased with, with his team, but he didn't slate them. He didn't have a go at them. He, just, he came over and shook hands and such like. And, uh, um, but I, I just knew that... Um, I, I remember Frankie Crouch, it was my abiding memory. Frankie Crouch, sort of, uh, I think he was 17 or 16 at the time, he, he was a bit uh, upset about it. And I sort of, I didn't remember asking him why. And he said, oh, Rogers, uh, you know, he, he might look OK at the moment, but deep down he'll be seething. Uh, but it's just because he, he loved cricket and he loved to develop cricket. And, uh, you know, it was a huge shock at the time. And in terms of... Um, what he did for Oxfordshire cricket, you know, secretary of um, the minor counties for so many years, the financial, um, sorry, the financial treasurer rather of, of Oxfordshire cricket for so many years. And uh, that's always the thankless task, isn't it? Whenever you go to a cricket club, the, the one position that's really, really hard to fill is treasurer, financial man with the money, because you have to be, A, you have to be very good with numbers. B, you have to be completely on the ball all the time. And also you have to make some tough decisions at times. And I think Roger was one of those people um, that could, make tough decisions he wasn't uh, a man with an open checkbook for certain you know it had to be um, there had to be reasons um, as to why uh, you know why, why money was spent he was very um, not tight I'm not going to say tight he was very frugal with, with, with the money but it was it was the way it was the way it should have been and actually um, I think he's actually quite instrumental in the success that Oxfordshire Cricket's had now um, just in terms of the, the work that he put in for many many years and I have, um, you know, uh, 
like like you know, I have experiences of Roger um, commenting on my own personal game. Um, clearly, not quite in the same bracket as you two legends of the game. But uh, Roger has seen me play cricket, and uh, his only advice to me when he saw me bowling was was purely and simply just, just don't. Basically, that was it because you can't bowl. He said, "Your he said your arm comes from behind you." He said, "You look uh, across between Latif Malinga and Paul Adams," which I thought was quite good at the time. Actually, but I think I think it was actually um, him criticising my bowling action, and uh, I have actually given up bowling. And it's kind of not terribly down to him, but he was right. I was rubbish at bowling, and I'm not that good at batting. But what I will say about Roger is, you, you know, you've you've seen all the um, all the tributes that have been on social media this week, hundreds, literally hundreds of tributes, uh, and you don't see that very often for anybody. Um, you know, from all across the cricketing fraternity, not just in Oxfordshire as well, I hasten to add, from across the UK. Um, and that, I think, shows the magnitude of the man and how much we're going to miss him. And uh, I, I'm going to miss him. Um, you know, I'm going to miss seeing him around the boundary at Oxford Down because he was part of the fixtures and fittings. And I hope that we'll continue to see, I'm sure we will continue to see Judith there because she's another massive supporter of Oxford Downs. I just want to read a couple of the tweets, if that's okay, Daryl, before, before we move on. So, you know, the likes of Graham Scott, the Premier League referee, um, he said, extraordinary sad news um, for the Whitley community, the sudden pass of rugby and what a wonderful gent and a huge servant to Oxford Downs. The National Cricket Counting Association, um, you know, they, they've said exactly the same sort of thing. Uh, you know, uh, Roger was one of a kind, a true gent, but the whole of Oxfordshire will miss him. It has actually affected the whole of Oxfordshire. It's not just uh, affected the club. We've lost many, many friends over the last year, um, you know, to, to various reasons. And, uh, uh, and this one has hit, hit a lot of people very hard. It was so sudden. Um, OK, he was 80 years old, but I, I'd seen him just a couple of days earlier and he was... His normal cheery self, uh, I was walking the dog and uh, he sort of made a joke about the fact that the dog was walking me, <laughs> which he was, because everybody knows what my dog's like. Um, and he was just his normal chirpy self. So I suppose the one sort of solace, if you like, was, you know, it, it would have been, it was it was sudden and he was happy. You know, he was he looked to me to be as happy as he ever, ever has been. And uh, yeah, my thoughts are with Judith. It's really sad, um, really sad times. And I think that really, I think the whole of Oxfordshire and Oxford Down particularly, I think whatever sort of season we have this year, I think we should dedicate the season to Roger Merriman and raise a glass to him on more than one occasion because he will be greatly missed. Yeah, wise words, Kieran. Um, that's the sad news of Roger Berriman, who sadly passed away over the weekend. He will be sorely missed. He was a legend. So let's let's move on and and talk about um, some cricket then, guys. Um, I think I think it'd be remiss of us not to um, start with the amazing Test series, Australia versus India, uh, with an amazing comeback from the the Indian side with mainly their their second eleven. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, but there's obviously some talent within that country, and they've actually pulled out an amazing victory. It's an amazing victory. You know, chasing down three hundred plus, um, you know, on the last day of a Test match, anyway. So, um, what what's your thoughts, Megas? What what's your thoughts on on that series? Well, I mean, if you think back to the first Test when India were bowled out for thirty six, I mean, to come back from that, astonishing. Um, the, the the amount of records and stats that have fallen in this match is just beyond belief. Then they had the brilliant rear guard, didn't they? In 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 the third test um, uh, but if you look at Kohli Ishan Sharma, J Yadav Shami, Boombra, the two spinners, none of those playing as you said Daryl it's, it's, it's a, a second team I think the team had 14 wickets between them the, the bowling unit which is a record for any team in test cricket I believe apart from somebody playing their first test I mean that is just I mean that's unbelievable and um, and I don't think Australia have lost in Brisbane for, I don't know. Yeah, I think we were the last team to win there, weren't we? When Gap won the Ashes in the, in the late 80s. Um, and it, it's just an astonishing performance. But for me, the highlight of this game was, uh, was Pajara's 50. I think it took him 220 balls. He was there five hours. He absolutely, he got hit 10 it was almost Brian Close-esque. He got pummeled by the by the Australian twigs. And the guy just hung around, hung around, 
dogged it, dogged it. He knew I've got some blokes that can win this game for me. I've got some stroke players, but they need somebody to put a solid base in. And I thought his innings, which has gone unnoticed for me, was just brilliant. And he's, I think he's batted longer than most any overseas player in India for, for a long time in a four-test series. It's astonishing, but um, I mean, what a match today. I mean, it's just what a, what a great series of all time, I think, without a doubt. I, I'm going to come in there because I forgot to say before we, we went into the, the cricketing uh, journey um, that I have got some phrases. If if Mega's or K-Dog uh, mention certain things, they're going to get this noise and they're going to be frozen out of that topic. Uh, so it will be a... Uh, frozen out for the rest of that topic. And, and I will use this when I think we've done enough of that particular topic. We'll move on to the next. So um, do watch out for the... Okay, so that could... It sounds like a farting telly to me. But, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no box. It's just me making that noise, actually. Strangely enough. Uh, but um, I, I think uh, you're right, Pajara. I mean, that he goes unnoticed so often because he's... He's not one of the most attractive players to want to go and watch play cricket. But how important is those types of innings? Unbelievable. We see it time and time again. And he does it time and time again, for sure, in really important circumstances. Um, what's your thoughts, Kieran, on, on Pajara? And uh, obviously that series, you know, that's just finished. Well, you know that I am a, a bit of a, an aficionado of test cricket more than anything else. I'm not going to mention something which I'm sure is going to get. I'm not going to mention that because I think I can guess. But it was a proper test match innings, wasn't it? And it's it's um, it's sort of in the mega's sort of uh, fold in terms of the amount of time it took him. But it was it was all about building platform megas, to be honest. It was it was the platform that he built. And actually, I was watching from about six o'clock. I got up this morning um, and. You know, I always felt they were going to do it, you know. I don't know why. It was very, very slow. But as you said, Megas, it was the fact that they had uh, hitters to come um, and they, they were very confident. And, and also, I think it's a little bit of karma, possibly, as well, which we'll come on to later. That, you know, okay. Sometimes sometimes you need to be a little bit careful about what you're going to, what you say to your opposition before you finish the series. There's a, there's a number of uh, situations over the years that I know of where karma has come back to bite you on the bum and I think it has on this but I'm I'm quite thrilled um that India have done that I, I'm less thrilled that that India's next opponents are England because uh, mm -hmm. I think India are at the top of their game at the moment now I'm not saying that England aren't believe it or not despite my negative tweets but I think that'd be a really good series. But it is in India, so it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. But no, I, I think Pajara is a proper Test match player. I always have done, and uh, um, you know, it's just uh, it's just really good to see a strong India is good for world cricket actually because Test cricket is slowly sort of going backwards. And actually, if if India can be as strong as they can be in Test cricket, that will hopefully um, rescue Test cricket a little bit. And I think that's really important. If you look at those Indian players when they won that match today, yeah, I'm sure they they all love the IPL and it's great fun and their bank balance swelled nicely. But that, that, uh, there was an interview with Rashad Pant and he was in tears at the end of it. And that meant so much to those. You asked all these top test players, oh, test cricket is it. It's great to earn some, some money and travel the world and, you know, have a five-week hit and giggle. It's great. And we all love it, and it's great entertainment. But at the end of the day, these boys all want to play Test cricket. They really do. Well, you only have to look at Virat Kohli, don't you? Virat Kohli has said many times that Test cricket remains the pinnacle. And I know Virat Kohli wasn't playing in this um, back end of this series. But if somebody of the legend and the the status and the standing of Virat Kohli says that Test cricket is still the number one, who are we mere mortals to argue with that? I mean, you know, the best. I think the best player in the world at the moment, actually, and I think that um, it's refreshing to to see um, a strong India side. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's interesting you, you mentioned there Kohli uh, not playing in those last three Test matches. Do, do you think that would have spurred on some of those players to to actually be a little bit more comfortable, not letting the the master at work? You know, we've we've got to work a little bit harder. Um, we, we've got to step up to the plate to, to help our team win a win a test match. Do you think that's that's helped a little bit, Coley not being there, or is that 
a bit detrimental to the great man himself. Personally, I think it does, because I think, similar to what we always bang on about at our level, is sometimes you can rely on somebody too much and you almost go into a bit of a comfort zone, don't you? And you think, oh, if we don't get the runs, you know, somebody else will. Without the world's best player, I think it focused a lot of minds. Um, and I think that also the ill-advised comments focused a lot of minds as well. And uh, Megas is smirking there. But, um, <laughs> I, I do think they did. But no, I, I think that... Um, I think that Coley... Is that, is that me off? It's not me off, is it? I think that Coley not being there was um, was really important for, for the Indian team, actually. Yeah, Megas, what, what your view? Obviously, I think fans are ringing you. <laughs> well, they are. Oh, yeah, I know that is. Excuse me. You <laughs> uh, don't just throw this together. We do just throw this together. It's live on YouTube. Sorry about that. It was my fan club secretary. And, um, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Sabin. Megas, I think you. What, what, what's your thoughts on the, the I, think, I think all those Indian players are really hungry. I mean, there was as the, those names I read out earlier, the seven, eight guys that weren't there. There's probably two or three players in this Indian team, maybe more, that might not play another test match. They played in one of the all-time great test matches, a great series win. They might not see test cricket again. They really might not. So... They had everything at stake. They had an opportunity to go out there, get a score, win, do something, get another game in England. They're playing for the England trip now. And they were just hungry. And, and that was a full-strength Australian side, I think, really, wasn't it? Well, I'm, I'm sure there was somebody missing. But the bowling attack was there. I mean, some real quality bowlers. And they badly, just magnificent, wasn't it? I mean, just truly brilliant. And um, that's why we love this game, isn't it? I love, you, just, you just never know. Do you think as well they found a captain that really brings out the best of the players? What What's your thoughts on the captaincy front? A completely different character to Coley, who's an in-your-face, wear-it-on-the-sleeve sort of merchant. Um, yeah, it was. I, I think you're right. I think it's it's, and they found they've got some real headaches now, haven't they? Some selection headaches. They they truly have. They've got a pool, a massive pool. I mean, to strength in depth, they've got must be. Incredible, and um, you know, fair play to them. It was just monumental against a you know a really good Australian attack on a fifth day pitch at a ground where they don't lose. I mean, just unbelievable result, truly unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And that we talk about Test cricket, and you've already alluded to to the fact that it's such it's it's my favourite cricket to watch. If 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 I can watch it, uh, I haven't got Sky, so I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. But um, it it is it's just great to watch. And and of late, the Test matches have been superb. There's been some amazing finishes in Test cricket across across the world. So I, I mean, just talking, I'll I, I sort of move this on a little bit. But thinking about you know, world's best Virat Kohli, what, what's what's our view on uh, I, I'm a really big fan of Labashane. I think he's he's an outstanding cricketer and seems to be very competitive and um, consistent. He's a consistent performer. Obviously Kane Williamson is is at the top of his game but I'm also going to bring Ruti into this. I really do believe that Ruti is is somewhere near. What, what What's your thoughts? Am I uh, talking up the top of my head there? It's, it's it's impossible to comment. If you asked this question before the Sri Lanka game, Root for me, as his record is astonishing, but to put him in that top bracket, not for me. Um, however, he talked the talk, didn't he, before the, the game and said, I'm a, I'm a new man, I'm going to concentrate. And he had bangs up 200, which for probably his best test innings in many respects. Um, he's got yeah, to turn in big scores like that, Daryl, getting out at 50-80 doesn't get him into that, yeah. that bracket. But it's really difficult. You spoke to 100 people, said, I want your, 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 your current test team from all the countries. Everybody would pick something different. It's really difficult. There's a lot of players, much of a muchness, I would say. There's not a, a lot that are absolute standout. Kieran, am I am I wrong there, or what do you think? No, not 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 at all. But I think the important thing to note about Joe Root, and I noticed this because I I was watching bits of it, not all of it, I must admit, but I was watching bits of it. And even on day one, what I noticed about Root in this match 
was, and it's something that's been missing for a few years, actually, and it's really important with Root because of the character is, because he was playing with a smile on his face, even before he got his innings, even before the double hundred, you know, on day one, he had a huge smile on his face. And I, my only concern with Root over the last few years, I, I'm not even that concerned. I know you are, Megas. I'm not that concerned even about his conversion rate, to be honest. Um, he's a class player. But what I have been concerned about is... I think he's had the weight of the world on his shoulders and he hasn't been enjoying his cricket because you can tell um, that some, when somebody's enjoying their cricket because they're playing with a smile on their face. And Joe Root's spirit is infectious. We, we, all, we remember back to the Ashes win when he you know, he dressed up as Einstein and did the Bob Willis impression. He was, he was the live wire in the dressing room. I know that he's captain and he's got to maybe just rein it in a little bit and be a little bit more sort of sensible. But seeing Joe Root like, like this this week... Um, is refreshing, and it's. I, I hope that's how we see Joe Root from here on in. I was watching him this morning, actually, on Good Morning Britain, and um, he 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 was brought on air to speak with the only England fan that was in Sri Lanka, and he actually um, spoke to the England fan on the phone after the game. He actually rang him, and, he, and the England fan was stood up in the fall, and Joe Root was down on the outfield, and he, he rang him, and he was waving at him, and a big. I mean, I know he's just won this Test match, but Root Root is enjoying his cricket again, and. You know, maybe, maybe one day we may be fortunate enough to have him as a mass cricketer. We might, maybe, maybe we can ask him that sort of question because I think with Root, if he's enjoying his cricket, which he seems to be, I think that he is, uh, he he is in the top four in the world if he's enjoying his cricket and he plays like he did this week. You can't blame him for the run out. That was just a little bit of kamikaze, just a little bit of panic setting in. You know, a bit of a suicidal run from Johnny Bairstow. But no, I want to see Root like that every week. I think the conversion rate is a problem for him because that's what he actually said in his pre-match interview. He said, I've got to 50 and 70 way too many times and not gone on. I want to do something about it. That's basically what he said before this this match. And he backed himself and, hey, the guy went out and got 200. So, yeah, fair play. And, uh, really interesting, actually, Megas, because when, when we've spoken to, to the likes of Alan Lamb and, and Alistair Cook, they, their conversion rates are, are, are very, very good. And, and they said, well, no, as soon as I got to 50, you know, the next target was 100. It wasn't 60, it was 100. And uh, we we wanted to bat as long as we possibly could to get Daddy 100, basically. And those two individuals did it a regular, you know, their conversion rates are very, very good. Um, so that's good. A couple of questions that have come in, and I think they are relevant. I think we should um, answer them. Richard Giles has asked, do you think that Coley is sometimes too arrogant? What's, what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts is not, but I'd like to hear your two thoughts. No, not really. He's he's a bit in the a bit in the Viv Richard sort of envelope. He's pretty much the best player in the world, and he swaggers around like he is the best player in the world. No problem with that. I've got absolutely confident. No, no, not for me. He's all right as far as I can. I'm just yeah. I agree, Kieran. Are you uh, in the same? Yeah, camp? no, I'm. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's a yes for me as well. I think that he's, he's just uh, super cool and a, a super confident player as he should be. I don't think there's arrogance there. Is it arrogant? I think there's always a fine line, isn't there, between mm. confidence and arrogance. Um, if you're the best player in the world, you can, sh you can strut around and be confident in your ability. Um, and I think that if you took that away from Virat Kohli, he'd probably be half the player he is. So, no, I don't think he's too arrogant either. Yeah, that's that's a good answer, I think. Um, Les Addison is on board. Nice to see you, Les. Um, he's said, fair to say that the Sri Lankan team lacks real standout bowlers at present. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, he's probably right. They're, they're not up as, as, as much as they have been in the past. Um, but they gave us a bit of a shock, didn't they, in this this last test match? So uh, should we, um, you know, we've got to treat them a little bit cautiously, haven't we, in the next test match? Well, we have, but we Les is right in that I don't think they've got a bowler averaging under thirty, and I don't. I think only only Matthews averages over forty. So we got a Sri Lanka side that's a couple of good players are missing. They've just had a, a whipping in South Africa as well, haven't they? So we've got them off the back of that. But as far as I'm concerned, I read out that list earlier of, of Australia players, uh, Indian players who are not playing. And the team that we put out against Sri Lanka, we didn't have Stokes, Wokes, Archer, Anderson, Ali, Pope, Folks, Stone, eight. And there's, there's others under that. So we've, we've got a hell of a pool of players. 
and I'm sure we'll rotate our bowlers around, which I think probably Australia should, probably should have done in this series, getting back to them. They all their four quicks played all the games. They all came quite quickly. Maybe that took its toll. Um, but uh, it's not the best Sri Lankan side, but it's in their conditions. They won the toss in goal, and we shot them out for, what, 130-odd? We, we did. We played, we trained, we not any matches. Excellent, as far as, far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we, we did, but um, it was it was said, wasn't it, on day one by a lot of people that that the the batting really was kamikaze on day one. It was not it was not good. It was it was schoolboy at times, to be honest. Um, having said that, I'm going to be go along the lines. Yes, it wasn't great batting, and I think Don Best struggled with his line and his length a little bit. But you've still got to get the wickets, and uh, although the batting wasn't great. Um, as you said, Meg, as they're in their own conditions, and uh, and you're only one partnership. Even if you have, you know, seven or eight players that aren't up to, up to scratch, you, you only have to have one big partnership in Sri Lanka uh, and get 300 on the board batting first, and then suddenly the side batting second are under pressure. So um, I'm not going to. People won't believe this because I'm Mr. Negative. But I'm not going to say that it was all to do with Sri Lanka's terrible batting. I, I'm going to say that it was a little bit of both. I think there was some good bowling. I think Don Bess, I think his figures flattered him a little bit in the first innings. Second innings, I thought, I thought both spinners bowled well, actually. But I think in the first innings, um, the, the, the bowling, spin bowling particularly, wasn't great. Um, but, you know, I think you've got to give credit where credit's due. As you said, you know, they're in Sri Lanka. Not that many teams, even now, not that many teams win in Sri Lanka. But they've got to win again on Friday, starting Friday, because if they don't, it's a one-one draw. Then you, you know, there's the Test Championship still up for grabs. I think England are fourth at the moment, and if they were to have a decent series in India, uh, and then bring India back into the home conditions in the summer, um, then all of a sudden you could perhaps think of maybe England, New Zealand in the Test Championship final. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the likely outcome, but I'm saying it's possible. And that's me being positive, Megas. Well, that's, that's worrying me, to be honest, Kieran. I, you know, I'm not comfortable with you being... But I, I just think we've done a really good job in the circumstances, frankly. I really do. And, and what was a really good story as well it was, was Dan Lawrence. Now, we've produced... We've got a real nice little crop of good young batters, in my view. Crawley, quality. Pope, who didn't play excellent. And they are both lads that have come through the... The private school system, which is fantastic in this country, as we know, it produces lots of great cricketers. Lawrence is completely the opposite. Come through state school, his club Chingford, I think his dad was a groundsman. He used to run home from school, he trained in the nets, da, 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 da. he helped Chingford, I think, win the Essex Premier League in 2014, and he's moved up, 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 and he looked really good. And the innings, in the second innings, under that pressure, I thought was excellent. And um, what three quality players. And it also shows what a good club can do with coaching a state school kid, because that's where they need to get there. As Daryl, as you, you know only too well, the state school kids need clubs to, to help them with coaching and facilities and games. And this boy's come up that route and Crawley's come up a completely different route. It, it can happen both ways. It's good that it does. Um, be great to have more Dan Lawrence's, obviously. But um, very encouraging and, um, yeah, bring I on we, India. I think we've rolled into the England-Sri Lankan um, um, game. So we'll, we'll, we'll um, carry on on that vein. I think we might come back to one or two things that have happened in the, in the series in, in, down in Australia. But um, my, my view on that as well, I, I mean, Root and Lawrence used their feet and they used their crease, depth and width of crease, incredibly well and Root certainly swept amazingly I'll put it to you that they played the perfect partnership on a slow wicket where they rotated the strike as much as they possibly could I mean Root um, I think it was 150 runs that weren't boundaries in the 228 so um, it shows that there was a, a little bit of manipulation going along and similar, there weren't many boundaries from Lawrence or Bairstow early on in the in the innings as well. So, do you, do you think that that's something for me that's missing in our game that we we use our feet and we use the depth and width of crease? What, what what's your thoughts? Oh, completely agree. When was the last time you saw a young English batsman on debut in the subcontinent use his feet like that? You, 
I'm waiting. I, I, I can't remember one. Absolutely superb. And he knows, Dan, that with those in players again that I read out, he's probably not going to be playing in the in the India Test there's ever, unless he really bangs a couple of scores out in the next Sri Lanka one. Um, so he's he's playing for his, you know, he wants, wants to be in that. So he's in, he's putting some pressure on the other guys who are not playing, which is which is fantastic. It's all about, isn't it? And um, but yeah, Daryl left footwork. England are we've been guilty, haven't we, over many years of not using our feet, hitting from the crease. And but no, it was it was terrific on a on a pitch that's catered suited, you know, suited to the Sri Lankans. Brilliant yeah. performance, really good. Your, your thoughts there, K Dog. Well, you know my thoughts on England playing spin, and uh, and I've mentioned a, a few times there are ways and means that uh, young cricketers can learn how to play spin in this country, and uh, Megas knows where I'm alluding to. A tour to Jersey, perhaps, Kieran, at the end of the summer? <laughs> I'm not going to go into specifics, but um, uh, we, we've historically not been not been great at playing spin, and I think watching those two, you're, you're quite right. And also, you mentioned... Uh, the running between the wickets, Megas. You've got to bear in mind that it was 90% humidity, temperatures in the high 70s, 80s. The fitness of those two, particularly Root, to bat for as long as he did, and yeah, it's it, it was it was amazing, and um, uh, it was really encouraging to see. I, I think that Dan Lawrence has got a bright future, but it's very very early days, and I think it's really yeah, important. Cool. It's really important as we're 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 very guilty, particularly the tabloids are very guilty of doing this too often, of putting too much pressure on somebody too soon. Um, but I think you're right because of the because of the competition for places. Um, I think Darren Dan Lawrence will obviously be on the tour. Clearly, he may not get a start in in, in India. But as you say, if he if he racks up runs on uh, in the second test, then he's going to um, ask a lot of questions of the selectors. And uh, you know, there are other players that are struggling. Um, what, you know, what's really good for Dan Lawrence is that it's just not Dan Lawrence. It's not. In days gone by, it was Graham Hick, it was Mark Ramprakash that we hung our hats on. It was just them. We're talking about Ollie Pope. We're talking about Zach Crawley. We're talking about Lawrence. We're talking about some really good lads just bubbling under that as well. There's a whole group of them that are all vying for, you know, five or six vying for two or three slots. James Vince as well, who's 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 in and around. You're shaking your head there. You're not a fan. But then, no, these three, you know, three of them that are probably fighting for, what, one place maybe? I think, um, good competition. Yeah. I, I think that sometimes you need to move on from certain players. I think um, there's a question in, in, in the chat, actually, and this is um, something I was going to say. There are certain players that have had too many chances, and I think you do at some point need to move on. James Vince looks a million dollars for 20 quite often. Um, but that's no good at test level, to be honest. And I appreciate that a lot of people think that he's a class act, but he's in a similar vein to Ramprakash, actually. He's, he is a class act, but whether there's a mental block there, I don't know, because he just doesn't seem to do it at test level. There's a question in here about, um, you know, in terms of the Don Best situation, um, whether if Moen delayed, whether we'd swap him back for Don Best. My answer to that would be no, and people wouldn't be surprised to hear me say that. And it's simply because England needs to start planning for the future now. They don't need to keep going back to tried and tested. Moeen has been struggling for several years. And bear in mind that the next huge series after India is the Ashes. And particularly away, Moen, Moen's record away in Australia has been, well, I reckon probably you could do better, Megas, to be honest. Um, so uh, I think we need to move on from that. And mm -hmm. I would actually, although Don Best didn't fall well, if he's the number one sort of spot at the moment, I think that for the time being, England need to persevere with him because uh, you can't keep changing your spin bowlers. Graham Swan, if they'd have, if they'd have not, if they'd have sort of just ditched Graham Swan after a couple of bad games, which they did for a while, but then brought him back. When they brought him back, he was still relatively young and he, he had a really good Test career. But mowing 34 next year, Don Bess is young. I, I think that you know you have to build for the future, and I, I, I think that you need to consider. Um, the, the, the the young players coming through. And I think that Jack Leach would play more as well, I have to say. He was the pick of two in the second inning, certainly. Um, so that's my opinion. I see Moen playing in India. I, I could see us playing three spinners because they're going to produce the real ripping wickets for us, probably. And nah, the, the only nah, thing nah. we will... My only, con only concern... Nothing to moan about tonight, dog, have I really? But the only slight concern of the England... I thought our batting at seven downwards was a... It missed a Moem and missed a Chris Wokes in there. It looks a bit like we had four nine and a halves 
Oh, yeah, but if you put if you put another one of those bowlers who bats in there, but three spinners. If you put Ben Stokes, if you put Ben Stokes and Chris Wokes back in there, that strengthens it down to nine or ten. Then you then you're having then you're having Sam Curran coming in at nine or ten. Team bowlers, I'm not sure that works, is it? <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, no, we've got incredible selection options, haven't we? Well, there there is. I mean, it's it's. It's a great conversation, actually, isn't it? And I, um, I hope people are enjoying um, what we're um, <laughs> rambling on about tonight. Instead of having the verdict, you've got the pundits panel. So uh, um, hopefully you you are uh, still tuning in. So that's good, and you are asking us questions. So uh, that's quite good. This the spin department. Have we have we got anybody underneath? Um, Don Bess and Jack Leach. I, I, Jack Leach, I, I wasn't so sure he did bowl well, but um, I, I, second innings he did. Second innings he bowled well. I watched the sex. first innings. No, he didn't. Second innings, particularly on the last day, he was uh, he was the pick of the bowlers. I, I agree, he wasn't brilliant at the start, but he, he he looked like he was getting. Bearing in mind with Jack Leach, he had a horrendous year. He was really ill last year, several times. He went to New Zealand and didn't play. He had all these major issues with his stomach problems. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, he's, I think he's got Crohn's or something like that. Or some, some sort he of... Played something. Games in the year, he? He played two games in the year, hasn't he? He played two games in the year. and no, He played two games in the year and no first-class cricket because of his illness. So I think, you could, I think you can accept him as being maybe a little bit, um, a little bit rusty. But, you know, he didn't play much at all last year. So uh, I think that you need to, you know, I think he's the best spinner in England at the moment. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think it's, it's something we, we've struggled with. But having the off spinner and the left armour is, is priceless, isn't it? I mean, you, you're always looking for that at club cricket, aren't you? You want either the leg spinner or, or the left armour. They are few and far between, aren't they? On that theme, it's a shame Adil Rashid's not available, by the way. I'd be having a, a little conversation with him, I think, because I think he's still got plenty. I know he's got a shoulder problem. That's probably the reason he's not available. But I'm sure Joe's had a chat with him, because I sure would have done. But um, obviously, he's, I don't think he's 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 done with Test cricket, isn't he? Which is a shame. Our, our very own Brooksy Ferret, you know, spoke highly of Adil Rashid. I thought he was the most skillful player that he'd played with and against. So, you know, I thought that was quite high praise coming from young Jack there. So, you know, well, working uh, here and just put him in his place. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Wes, Wes Spearman is, is saying Adil Rashid isn't good enough for Test cricket. I, I don't know. I mean, given the opportunity, possibly he does turn it. Um, he's got some good variations. Um, could be a handful, couldn't he? He really could. No, I, I, I'm with Wes on this one again. He's he's been tried and tested, and I, sometimes yeah, you I need think to we move on. on. I agree, Kieran. But, um, sometimes you need, you need to move on, and uh, there, there there must be somebody out there as well. Um, you know, underneath um, the the current crop, I don't know who. So I'm not uh, I'm not an aficionado of spinners below the England level, but uh, you know, at the end of the day. Um, spin's always been a problem since since we lost Graham Swan. Spin has been a problem for England. You know, there hasn't been. If you look back over the years, and I'm obviously a lot younger than you two, there there haven't been many class England spinners in the last thirty years. I think maybe Underwood before my time. John Enby was okay. Um, Graham Swan, but I can't think of many others that were that you can really Hedley say. Verity. Hedley Verity yeah, is our best ever spin even before your time, Megas, that yeah, one. It is. So. We're going back to a guy who was sadly killed in the Second War. But um, he, if you check his record out, it is something else. I mean, true, great left-arm spin bowler. And uh, sadly robbed of a career like uh, in, in the war. But um, he was he was uh, in a great Yorkshire team in the 30s that dominated county cricket. Brilliant you see the irony, the irony of this conversation today. Just very quickly going back to the start of this conversation, a person that would have certainly some fantastic views on spin bowling would be Roger Berryman. He certainly, um, have, uh, yes, he would. He, he certainly has some comments yes, to make. Yeah, I do know about Phil Edmonds, Les, but again, a bit before my time. I'm not as old as I look, Les. I do sort of vaguely remember Phil Edmonds, but I was about six, I think, when he was coming in. So oh. <laughs> it's quite interesting, you know, Wes has got his finger on the pulse. Verdi and Parkinson, another year or two in yeah. first cricket. I think he's probably right. I think the great thing about Lawrence is he's only 23, isn't he? Um, and he, he's come from a very successful Essex team. Yeah. The final of the uh, Bob Willis Trophy. 
and yeah. he's contributed to that trophy. And and I think that's probably one thing that we don't do well enough is some of these guys don't play enough county cricket to to get get that experience um, and and then be able to come onto a, a test arena to to put their performances that they have in first class cricket to international cricket. What, what's your thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, agree. I, 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 Dan Lawrence as well, uh, Daryl. Chris Silverwood, before becoming England coach, was, of course, Essex coach. So he would have seen Dan Lawrence develop from a 16, 18, 20-year-old. He knows how good he is. He knows he's, he's it's his pick and he's backed him. And um, like like Duncan Fletcher did with people like Michael Vaughan and Marcus Truscothic, who didn't particularly burn up county cricket, but he, he thought, you know what? Yeah, they can do it at Test Cricket. I'm sure Silverwood's thought the same with Lawrence. And good start for him. That's good, yeah, isn't it? He's taken a punt on somebody and uh, so far so good. But as I said, Meg, as it is one match, one match only. Yeah, we need to deliver yeah, a run there. I mean, going back to spin, no less um, no less a um, a sage of cricket than wisdom um, say, says that at the moment, looking purely at averages of bowling, Jack Leach is the best spinner in England. So, um it's not just me, it's also wisdom that's saying that. And, uh, you know, I bow down to wisdom. I think they've got slightly more knowledge than me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd like to see Jack Leach play more often. And, I, and actually, I also agree, although I don't I don't agree with the decision, um, but I do agree that the chances are we may well see Moe and Ali playing in India and have three spinners, or possibly four spinners with Joe Root as well. Richard Giles has just said James Cole is coming up through the ranks. That's oh, very I would not disagree with that, Richard, I have to say. I think that's a good time to come in. You two are doing very well at the moment. I haven't had to use... Um, so, well done to you. Um, but, um, yeah, do we think the likes of a Ben Charlesworth and, and Jamie Coles have got a chance for international honours in the future? What, what's your thoughts on that, guys? Well, being fine, I'd say yes, um, obviously, because they're from Oxfordshire. Um, I think that They've both got a long way to go, clearly, but they've both had a fantastic start. We were obviously all very proud to see Ben Charlesworth's um, development in the uh, Cricket World Cup for the under-19s, albeit that's 50-over stuff. Uh, James Coles has already taken some um, incredible first-class wickets on his debut and bowled really well. Probably bowled better than he batted, actually, um, in that debut. Uh, he's very, very young. He's 16 years old, so... Uh, Again, um, as I've said with regards to, you know, the likes of Dan Lawrence, we just need to give these lads time to develop and just time to understand their games. And, you know, you and I and Megas, we, we know Colsey and, and Ben really, really well. And wouldn't it be, what I will say, wouldn't it be fantastic? Wouldn't it be unbelievable to one day in maybe five, six, seven years' time see those two walking out in an England shirt? I mean, how proud would the whole of Oxfordshire be if that happened? Well, it'd be brilliant. And if you look at their records, James Cole's record, I think he got two or three hundreds at under 11 county cricket. Well, believe me, that, that there's not many that do that. And he's a genuine batter stroke left arm spinner. There's not many of them around. And Ben's just done it at each level he's been at, is my observation of him. And he's he's a classical player, bats time. And like the modern player, he can get it in the crowd as well, like everybody seems to do these days. And they've great temperament, good family as well. From for, for Ben, uh, his dad's level-headed, knows the game. He's 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 a he's got a good guy keeping an arm in there. And, and hey, let's we're biased, aren't we? But let's hope they you know they go all the way. It'd be great, wouldn't it? I think it would be remiss of us, uh, Megas, not to talk about the keeping, as we've got one of the legendary keepers of, of Oxfordshire uh, with us. Um, where where is he? Where, where is he coming on? <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, Megas, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll be ready. I'm just coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it would be really interesting on your views on on the, on the keeper because I, I think I know where where your uh, thoughts lie. But um, do go on. Tell us. Um, we've all we've all seen the the footage. I don't. I don't we've not seen it all, but I, the obviously the the remark about the. Um, about the the gabber and and it's your last test and and it's like it's like Kieran it's like it's like tweeting mid match isn't it you're just asking for trouble I personally uh, and it, not anything goes that's that's not right but what they said for me didn't didn't really register if I'm honest about it it was it wasn't I think there was one 
semi-swear word used that I heard. The rest was just inane drivel, which I know plenty about because I've been talking it for 40 years behind the stumps of Oxfordshire cricket grounds. And for me, that's what most of it was. Sorry, got afraid. That's one nil to K Dog, I'm afraid. Uh, you set him up there, something chronic, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> you're on a roll as well. You're on a roll. I, I will come back to that. We will give you another chance to answer those questions. But um, what I was alluding to more was the keeping of the England uh, keeper. You know, should it be Butler? Should it be Folk? Should it be Bairstow? Should it be somebody else? What, what, what's your views on it? I, I know. Well, you, I Quite strong view. If I'm honest, because uh, as you know, I've not been a great fan of Butler as a keeper. I mean, three years ago, he was a beekeeper, as far as I could see. Um, bellows and a big, big mesh thing on his head. Um, but I thought his keeping in this test was absolutely magnificent. And it goes to show that if you play with better players and train all the time, improve, improve, which he's done, and fair play to the guy, I didn't think he was a good enough test keeper. Uh, but what I saw on that low, slow wicket, and that really isn't... That's when you find out how good your keeper is in those conditions. I thought he's been outstanding. Um, Folks is probably a better keeper. Um, and there's probably two or three other keepers, four or five in county cricket, that are better out-and-out keepers. But he's more than good enough now to keep for England with the runs he brings as well. He's, he's a, a good enough package, I think, to have you know, nailed a good run and they like him, don't they? And, and he's their man. So he's going to get a good run and he's improved out of sight. So fair play to the guy. Vice captain as well, isn't he? Well, and that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's how, you know, the regard they have for him, I, I would suggest. Kieran, Kieran, I'm going to come on to you because there's a question again from, from Dick and he said, what's your views on Jack Callis being the new England batting coach? Now I'll be interested in what your thoughts are on that. Um, absolutely fantastic, to be honest. I think um, Joe, Joe, Joe Root said himself. Sorry, that's one each. Uh, you're frozen out, so I'm coming over to Beggars. Um, <laughs> uh, thought on Jack Callis? Well, there was an incredibly interesting interview with Jack Callis about why he is the England coach. And he, a, a year ago, he was the South African batting coach. But apparently they used up their quotas of coaches of a, of a colour, in his case white, so he couldn't be one of the coaches because he was one too many, which is a sort of a, not controversial. That's the way it is in South Africa. So this system has been in place for a long time, but their loss is our gain for me. I mean, we've got a, one of the all-time greats there, haven't we? Well, it's got to be a good thing. It's a real interesting one, isn't it? You you, you see these little um, uh, things that happen on on Facebook. Um, you know, who's the best all rounder? Is it both of them? Is it Sobers? You know, who, who is it? You know, and Jack Callis is always mentioned because um, he 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 was good at all formats. And he was a, he was quite a good catcher as well. Um, to be fair, so um, your thoughts? I, I mean, Kieran, I'll let you come in on this. What what your favourite all rounder? Ben Stokes. <laughs> you really changed your tune on Stokes, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, have. I have, and you know the reasons why. Because he's proved that he can put put difficult situations behind him, and actually, he's matured and grown up, and he's realised that he's a role model for uh, for a lot of people in this country, and he's put behind him in a, a very professional and very uh, impressive way um, issues that have gone before. And people know me, you know, I was a massive critic of him, not because of his cricket, but because of his attitude, really. But his, over the last few years, he has been the world's best player all round. I mean, I said Virat Kohli is the best batter. I think he probably is. But I think in terms of the best all round cricketer, Ben Stokes is is on another a completely different planet. He is uh, right at the top at the moment. And, uh, and I think he'll stay there for some time to come. Megas, do you agree with that? I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah he's, he's certainly the best at the moment. The best seam bowling all-rounder. As far as my best all-rounder goes, probably the great Australian post-war Keith Miller. Uh, not only was he a brilliant cricketer, batter, bowler, fielder, he was a fighter pilot in the war as well. And that, that's a bit of an all-rounder, isn't it, in my book? So 
Mr. Miller gets my vote. I did think I did think that you were talking about current all rounder, Daryl. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the great oh, thing. Sorry, I'm off piece. Sorry. It's great having Megas on because his history of the game is 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 far superior to mine. I can assure you. So uh, uh, it's great. It's great to have him board, guys. We've been going for over fifty five minutes, believe it or not. We've you said been... it would be half an hour. I'm going to ring my agent. Oh no, sorry. We haven't, even, we haven't even come on to Tim Payne properly yet. No. We come on. Uh, so right. we, we are going to come on to the the events of the third Test match. We've mentioned the. The uh, the uh, uh, saying that uh, Mr. Payne has has, has given Ashwin, but what's what's your views on the Steve Smith incident? Mega's uh, foot. Stupid, probably, and 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 I don't I don't think there was a lot in it. If I'm more, that was more of an issue than than any chat between a batsman and a keeper in my opinion uh it was just stupid i don't think the indians did the indians complain about it particularly they might have i don't think they went and made an official complaint to the match officials did they or the or the match referee or anything I forget correct me if i'm wrong on that, i don't know but it was just it happened on at the same time as the the chat as well didn't it in a game that was sort of fizzling out and it it was a, it's the only thing to talk about. It made some headlines, added to the test series, in my, in my opinion, in a funny way. But not if that was against my team, Smith was doing that. I wouldn't give a wouldn't have no, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. It's quite interesting because one of the Indians, I don't know who it was, did exactly right. was it? Uh, yeah. Did the same, didn't he? Yeah, he was taking the Mickey, there, wasn't he? I think. He, 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 yeah. yeah, he was taking the Mickey. It was good to see. Kieran, your view on that? I know you, your view has changed after you saw it uh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, I don't think it was cheating. I think it's just Steve Smith being Steve Smith. To be honest, it's he's a he's an eccentric character. I don't think uh, the only strange thing was he wasn't batting again. But if you if you see his social media channels and you see what he's like, he just he lives, sleeps, breathes batting. And, you know, he, he, he bats in his sleep. He shadow bats in the mirror at home. He is just cricket, cricket, cricket. And I don't, you know, he was obviously, you know, convicted, if you like, of being a cheat last year or two years ago in South Africa. That's, that's, that's past history. This wasn't cheating. This was just Steve Smith being Steve Smith. I don't think there was anything in it. I mean, the, the, the pitch itself was as hard as concrete. So I don't think that him... Doing a mark um, on the on the sort of popping crease. I don't think that's going to have made any difference whatsoever. Um, as I mentioned to you, Daryl, offline the other day, the thing that I think um, that should have happened, um, and this is coming from an umpire perspective, and not just that, but also the shenanigans. Oh. Is the, um, the umpire should have stepped him. And I don't believe you did that again. Is this actually a sensible comment? But there you go. Sorry, two one to Megas with only a minute and a bit to Who go. Why ask me then? Well, it's the idea, isn't it? It's the idea. Um, so um, that's uh, amused me anyway. Uh, you got something chronic there. <laughs> what I, we're going to finish on uh, your views, Megas, on sledging generally and um, and perhaps banter within cricket. Um, I mean, <laughs> I've been on the end of a lot of stick over the years um, from from pretty much everywhere. Uh, for boring the, the pants off of everybody, quite frankly. But um, what, what's your thoughts on, on on the banter, borderline sledging? I think it, it's changed. I mean, I, I can't speak for what has gone, what goes on at the highest level. Um, but there is, in my view, there's way less now than there ever used to be. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, I think umpires are more wise to it now. They've got their ear around uh, a lot, a lot more. I mean, I played in a team, Dale, as you know, and we 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 not pushed it. We went over the over the line many times. We really did. Um, we did that today. We probably have... <laughs> Sorry, that's two each. <laughs> I thought that might come up. Cheering, <laughs> yeah. well, well thanks for that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I shouldn't have said then if I'd gone and carried on. Here and over to you. I don't say anything to be honest. So uh, where were we? What were we talking about? I can't remember. I think the pain. I think the pain incident. If I was Tim Payne, I'd be speaking to my agent to find out what the after dinner circuit in 
in oh, Mumbai. Three two to three two to oh. Well, there's a, gap, there's a gap going on the masked cricketer, so uh, get on there. Get, get on it. I will, I will let him. I will. I will speak to him actually. I mean, we've had a um, few things with Wes Fearman, nothing against shadow batting, approached the crease as if he was a left-handed and remarked, remarked in guard, not cheating, just game and shit. Um, Richard Giles, best players have to be from the modern era as the game evolves and fitness and equipment improves. Biggest difference is fitness, and none of the older stars would live with a Ben Stokes, is, is, is Richard's opinion. So um, it's been great to have his opinions on here tonight, guys, hasn't it? And uh, the interactive um, questions that we've been getting from, from the viewers. So um, from that alone, they, they've stayed with us, so we thank you for that. But they haven't God, left. They, yeah, haven't they, left. Haven't, they haven't left. So I, I will just, I think I, I wanted to keep this as an hour and we've just gone over it. So, uh, guys, is there anything left you to to contribute tonight megas what what would you like to say no i really enjoyed it mate to be fair it's been good i wish we'd have had a moan about something but there's been so there's not been anything to moan about dog really is there it's i know been, it's really worrying, and... really worrying. there is one thing to moan about megas simon davies just asking will leeds united win another game next season oh my god no don't. no <laughs> there you go i'm just glad, I'm just glad your budget right. ran out and you could you could get me in for a show anyway i'm pleased about that and uh Beggars, I, I will have to say, we, we had the assistant manager, uh, Lee Brad Bradbury from Crawley, on our radio show on Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he said your manager was very humble in defeat and actually came over in his broken English and, and said well played and, and he was very gracious in defeat. So I, I think that sort of says something for, you, for your manager, actually. Uh, set that up. That's that's comforting after we were beaten by Noke reserves. Yeah, thanks, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, I'll, Meg, get, I'll get your point. Uh, that was that was good. It's good to see him. But, uh, and Megan, Richard Giles has just said you can take the mask off now. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Kieran, I normally come to you. You normally say no. I haven't got anything else to add. And then go on for ten minutes. But um, what would you like to say, young man? As I've as I've done that to you several times. Well, I've won the battle, so that's good. I haven't got a massive amount to say. All I will say is those that are watching, and there's not a massive amount watching, but there's enough, and it's, it's been worthwhile doing. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, please, if you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe. We're trying to get these subscriptions up to a 1,000, which is a long way off. We're just, just shy of 100 at the moment, which is actually it's not bad, but we want to get to a 1,000. And I know from a, a, a fellow YouTuber that the, the more subscriptions we get, the the, the Essentially, the more it will grow exponentially, I suppose, is the word. Um, and if we can get to a 1,000, it um, enables us to monetize the channel. And that will all be funding to go to what we do all this for and what we what we started the Mars Cricketers for, which was um, for the Laws Tavern and supporting Oxfordshire disability cricket. Um, and, you know, that's why we're doing all this. Um, one final comment from Megas. What are you doing on the 31st of May, Megas? If we're not all locked down still, are you available to stand by? I just think that your performance behind the stumps in the, in the first charity game, I mean, I'm not a selector, obviously, Daryl. If, if required, like last time, if there's, if there's no one else, I, you know, I'm, if I'm still walking by then, love to. Because um, yeah. that's get in a bar, wouldn't it, and, and have a proper beer and a, and a proper chat. Just, just let's hope this cricket season starts on time and not that shenanigans that we had last year and, and all the, you know, we just, let's just get out there and get on it. I'm going to be positive again. I think it will. There you go. Good man. No, that's where being positive. Don't be, no, don't start now. Have you answer that call from Andy Sabin, I think? Yeah, Megas, um, we, we're looking to do this again after the second test match um, in Sri Lanka. Um, so we probably will do it. Um, if the um, comments are a positive no. one, we will continue with the pundits panel. Uh, and uh, we'd like you to come back. We, we probably will have another person on as well with you. Um, so we'll, we'll have four in. Let me the check lab. the diary. Yeah, I'm free. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. is there? Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I'm going to say um, again a big thank you to everybody who's watched, but a big thank you to our guest presenter, Neil Megson. Megas. I loved it. Really enjoyed it. Been good. Uh, and my normal co-host, uh, K Dog. Thank you as well. 
He's going to say Thank something. You. No, I was just looking behind Mega to see if I could see his bendy bully, but I can't. So <laughs> that's not a euphemism, uh, apparently. No. No, okay. Um, and on that note, I think we better say goodbye. But um, please join us again. Um, we we will advertise it a little bit more um, for the next episode uh, of the uh, pundits panel. And um, uh, yeah, um, we look forward to uh, seeing you then. And uh, in in that time, please keep safe and keep well. And we'll see you in a bit. <laughs>